Where else can you go to not only find the information on how to train your dog, but the best deals on training equipment as well? Standing Stone Supply has everything you need to create that next versatile champion from DT system electronics down to even emergency med kits to take with you on your hunting trips. If you need some help with your training program, then their step-by-step online course might be a great fit for you, making it a convenient one-stop shop for the knowledge as well as the gear to take your training to the next level. Hit up standingstonesupply.com and promo code GDIY will save you 10%. As someone who constantly travels to new locations out of state to hunt, I have to rely on map scouting before I even get in the truck. Onyx Hunt Maps makes it super easy for me to plan out my trips as well as track my success while on the trip. The offline maps along with the tracking feature and ability to add pictures to my waypoints means I can always reference old trips and hunts to better prepare for the next. When planning your next hunt, be sure to use Onyx to put you and your dog in the best situation you can. Use code GDIY20 at checkout to save 20% and know where you stand with Onyx. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. GDI Wives is a bonus episode hosted by Kylie Caldwell. These episodes focus in on the fastest growing demographic of the dog world and hunting industry in general, women. Kylie is having fun and relatable conversations with other women who have trained and hunted their own dogs and what it was like getting started. These women live the life and prove every day that they don't hunt or train dogs just because of their boyfriends or husbands. They don't do it because they're hunters' wives. They do it because they love it, married to the sport, lifestyle and most importantly their dogs we get asked all the time what the most important thing to consider is when training and living with a hunting dog and they're often surprised when they hear us answer with proper nutrition it's pretty obvious when you think about it though it doesn't matter how well the dog is trained if it doesn't have the right fuel the saying garbage in garbage out rings true in dog nutrition Yukonuba's premium performance lineup goes beyond just protein and fat with a number of different formulas designed to fuel your dog's specific activity level while supporting their recovery and optimizing their nutrient delivery. The proof is in the pudding, or lack thereof, when you make the switch to Yukonuba. You'll see immediate results in your dog's energy level and drive. They have a formula for every type of dog from your hardest working dog in the field to your laziest retired dog on the couch. Head on over to YukonubaSportingDog.com to find the right formula for your hunting partner. Make the switch today and let Yukonuba fuel your dog so you can focus on what you and your dog actually love to do, work. All right, good evening everybody. This is Kylie Caldwell and I am with GDI Wives and tonight we are joined with one of my friends, Suzanne Novak. Hey Suzanne. Hey, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Yes, I'm so glad we got to do this, and um, we were just talking about before, you know, hopefully we don't hear the dogs in the background, but what would a good dog podcast be without some barking in the background, so (laughs) I know you just heard mine, but um, why don't you introduce yourself to um, everybody and just give us a little bit of intro and background about you and what kind of dogs you have. Yeah, so... um... Like you said, my name is Suzanne and um, we, me and my husband own, um, we live in Raleigh, North Carolina and we own, um, our first dog was a German wire hair pointer 
And I had told my husband I had wanted a, a dog before we got married. And um, I said, I'm going to go out and get a golden retriever or a lab if you don't decide what you want. And um, and so we found a breeder on the coast uh, of North Carolina and um, we got Gus. And Gus is five. He just had a birthday last week. And, um, and then, you know, my husband is all into, to hunting and, and, um, I kind of mentioned to him last, probably two, two Decembers ago that I wanted, um, I wanted a dog and I wanted to train the, her myself. And so, um, I said, you know, we might as well do this before, um, we have kids. I don't want to try to train a dog um and have kids more power to anybody that does that <laughs> um uh it's challenging i'm sure um but i kind of wanted to have them all trained uh before we started a family and so um we got Callie in may of 2020 um she was a little covid puppy that was very intentional um and so she is a Deutsch Strathar and she is a year old. She just turned a year old. So um yeah, so we've got um both of those pups. Awesome. Uh where did you end up going to get her? So with COVID and everything, you know, obviously like you said, perfect timing um to get a dog and be able to train and, and spend time if if you are lucky enough to be at home, which I think you were. Um so yeah. kind of Tell us the story about how you picked your breeder with her, how far you had to travel, kind of like the story of how you got Callie. Yeah. So, um, I don't had no, I had no, really no idea or any information about the bird dog world. Like you could, I showed up to training day, you know, NAVDA training days, maybe twice. Um, I took photos. I um made cupcakes with famous yeah, hairs famous, on them and wire hairs on them. Cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> um I so I knew nothing. And so I told my husband, I said, I want either a poodle pointer or uh, a German wire hair pointer. And um and we had recently saw on um Facebook that um one of my husband's friends, Justin, um had his male had had sired a litter in Tennessee and so my husband's like you've met him before you've met the dog before um and so I was like I don't remember um and we called our our um good friends <laughs> Stacy and Blake Horse and they actually both um have trained two uh flooded timber dogs and so um and she actually trained, Stacy trained, um, Callie's dad. And so I kind of just wanted a little bit of information. And, um, and when she described Cyrus, it kind of, um, it's kind of what I want. I want a house dog first. I want a dog that's going to lay in the bed with me. It's going to cuddle with me. That's going to bark at things that go bump in the middle of the night. Um, <laughs> that's what I want first. I want to be able to walk my dog in the park. Um, I work with, uh, special needs children. And so I, if I need to take my dog to work with me, I need my dog to be able to go to work with me. Um, and so that's kind of what I wanted first. And then the hunting stuff. Yeah, whatever. Um, that's what I said at the time. <laughs> and so that's kind of how we came about with um, putting a deposit on um, on that litter. And um, 
And so we then in May, we traveled to um, Knoxville, Tennessee, and we met Justin. Um, He brought the puppy halfway to us. And it was nice because we kind of got to spend about four or five days in um, in the mountains of Tennessee, which was really nice in Pigeon Forge. And um, we brought Gus and and we could everything was closed, but we gas was, you know, a dollar a gallon. It was wonderful. <laughs> um, so we got Callie and um, and we brought her home and that's kind of where it all started for me. I was like, I got to, now what was kind of the question. Hook, line and sinker. Yeah, Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, and like I had, I've, I've I've spoken with Justin Allison a lot and he, um, you know, he encouraged, you know, well, you, you know, talking with Blake and Stacy, uh, horse, they're both like, yeah, you got to take her through the German system and, NAVDA. I mean, it's a, you have, it's a have to. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm here for it. What have I got myself into? (laughs) Yes. Time, time and money. I think that they just suck my, my pocket dry. So time and money for sure. Now for all you newbies listening, don't, don't pay attention to what Suzanne just said. (laughs) (laughs) we might we might deter some um, people yeah I mean yeah it's just time and right now is the perfect time for me and my husband to do it we both have time um and we both actually got 10 times busier um with COVID so um with our jobs so it it worked out fine but um but yeah we're able to do it right now and I'm able to travel. I travel and see Blake and Stacy uh, to train her once a week. So um, that's just what I do with them. But I do train. I get her out and train her every day. Um, so, but yeah, it's good. No, that's awesome. Um, so were you able to pick her name or, you know, cause they're in the, not, I guess, German system, but a little bit different than DKs. So the DDs, were you able to pick her name? Mm-hmm. Was it picked for you? Obviously she's, a K name. So it was her, their K litter, but were you able to pick her name? Yeah. So I had many conversations with the, um, the breeder about, well, I, can I name, if I pick a K name, can I name her? And our breeder actually selects the dogs for you. So you don't get to select which dog you wanted. I wanted the furriest one they possibly had. I didn't care if it was a runt, if she didn't like a bird wing. I don't, I didn't care. I wanted the furriest one they had. And, um, and so he ended up naming the litter. Her paper name is Kimber Vom Flooded Timber. And, um, you know, my husband and I just couldn't bite that. Like we just couldn't. Kimber, we just, we just couldn't, couldn't swallow. So, um, so we went back and forth between Chloe with a K and Callie with a K and she just looked like a little Callie to me. So that's kind of how we came up with her name and it's Callie with a K. So. Gotcha. Well, it's fitting for sure. Cause we have a Callie, but Calypso for long, (laughs) but it's like, it just kind of comes to you. And when you know, you know, type of thing. So, um, that's awesome. Yep. Yep. So when, you know, you got her, you started training her as a puppy, you know, like you said, you had been to some training days, but kind of were in the background. So you were helping with 
you know, taking pictures, bringing your famous cupcakes to the test and, and those kind of things. Not really. You came to help Joe and things, but you weren't really involved so much in the training aspect. So what kind of shifted with, obviously you decided you wanted Cali and things, but what kind of, when did you start really getting involved with her and training, obviously when you brought her home and stuff, but like what kind of was the switch when you were like, okay, I'm really starting to get involved. I'm going to do this test and um, we're going to kind of walk down that path. Yeah. Um, so one, if anybody knows my husband and knows his dog, Gus, and I say his dog, it's, it's our dog, but Gus is attached to my husband. Um, and their bond is, I'm very, 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 very jealous of. Um, I love Gus to death and Gus is, um, he will be attached to me if Joe's not here. Um, but their bond is just, I mean, if like my, you know, my parents, they, they, they always say stuff about it. His, my Joe's parents always say stuff about it. So, um, I was like really envious of that. And, you know, and Joe's like, well, it's because I train him. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. Like, I don't shoot birds over him and I'm not going to shoot birds over you, dude. So here's a treat and go lay down. Right. Like, that's <laughs> Dog like, here's, here's a treat. Go lay down. Yeah. So um, and so I did. Gus is a certified therapy dog. So I um, like I said, I work with um, children with developmental delays. So I would take him. Um, to nursing homes. And then I would take him to schools. And so we did have that bond and Gus works for me and he does it well. Um, but I just wanted, you know, one, you know, Joe's always said, you know, well, sometimes I don't have enough dog power. Like I can't hunt every single day. Sure. You know, when I go to North Dakota, I don't have enough dog power. And so, I, you know, so I was like, okay, well, you know, we'll get another dog and I'll train it. I, I, um, I find it all very fascinating the way that there's one trainer does it one way and another trainer does it another way. And then, you know, also with the, I think the step, like the steps of doing it, one person says doing it one way, another person says doing it another way. And so you can kind of, you can kind of do it however you really want to. Um, but you think is best for your dog. Um, so anyway, so that's kind of why I got into it is I was very envious of my husband's relationship with Gus. And I didn't, I didn't want Callie to, to, to have that type of relationship, which come hunting season, she might because, um, <laughs> because dad may be doing a lot, a lot more hunting with her than I, I will, but we'll, we'll talk about that later. So sure, sure. Yeah. So you but brought yeah, up, you know, fine. a really good point. So that bond that you know, you don't even have to kind of put a word to it. You did with the bond, but it's just like that unspoken thing that those two have going on. And I mean, when we watched Gus way back when years ago, and Gus was literally escaping out of every single pen we had here. I mean, climbing up the kennels and trying to get out because he, he is so attached and, and, and not in a bad way. It, it's a good thing. It's just they are really connected and you, you see it with training and you see it when, when he goes on boarding stays and things like that. So it's really, you know, you hit a nail on the head with that and, and the bond that 
we all have with our dogs is is special and and you know with however many dogs you have so i think that's really cool that you know those were one of the biggest reasons of why you wanted to get into it and and train her yourself and like you said there's so many trainers you hear this trainer doing this and this trainer doing that and the third one is doing something else and you kind of pick things from each that you like and work them the best way you can with your dog and not every way is going to be, you know, is going to work for you and your dog. So you have to pick things and piecemeal them kind of together for, for what works um, for her, which it sounds like you're doing. And, um, you know, I think it's important um, to remember that and, and know that, okay, it's, it's your dog. You need to figure out how she best learns and take ideas and, and maybe if something doesn't work, then you try something else. Um, I think that's important. So I think that's really awesome that you've been able to do that. So up until this point, what kind of, um, let, I guess we'll go down, maybe talk about some of the testing that you've done with her up to this point. Um, if you want to tell us a little bit about that, whether it's NAVDA or the VDD world, kind of tell us a little bit of both and, and what yeah. the experience that you kind of endured and and tell us a little bit about that stuff. <laughs> well, my experiences with Napper are quite humorous. Um, and um, I, you know, I did run her. So I last um, two marches ago, I got a text message from our test secretary and saying, we, we have one spot left. Do you want to put your unborn puppy in our October tests? And at that point, I'm thinking to myself, oh, my God, I have no idea. It's, you know, my husband's like, oh, it's the NA test. Like, you'll be fine. Like, it's just natural <laughs> ability. And I'm like, huh? okay. Um, and so um, I had a pretty, I didn't have a really heavy summer. so I. Um, you know, I was kind of, it's like kind of part-time hours, but then sometimes it's just very flexible schedule. So I was like, okay, I can get her out. Um, and yeah, I'll let me put her in the NA test in October. She was six months old and it's the first weekend in October. And, you know, and so we started with that test and, um, my husband was actually in North Dakota with Gus hunting, um, duck opener up there. And, um, I forgot I was like, he wasn't you know, even can, there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and like Joe and I, like we, we, you know, I, I really prefer to be by myself, um, on a test day. Like I just, you know, like I kind of take a step back, sit, I might sit in the car. Um, and so I was fine. I stayed, you know, over at y'all at y'all's property just to be there. Um, so I could get her up early and, um, and, and move in. And, you know, I really didn't have any, um, I went in with, I went into the test with just kind of like ready to learn. I was super excited. Um, you know, our Tar Heel, um, NAVDA president was our senior judge that day. Um, Mike Nadusky and, um, you know, he always has encouraging words. And so I really wasn't too nervous about it. She, um, she still, that cooperation piece wasn't there. Um, but you know, it was enough to, hmm let her loose in the field at six months old. So, um, we, we ended up, um, we ended up spending, we were one of the last dogs to run in the field. And, you know, if you can, any, any natural ability test, they probably plant 
five birds per dog. And, you know, if there's eight dogs, there's a lot of birds in the field. And um, Callie spent a lot of time in the woods where all of the birds were. Um, (laughs) And so that was a fun experience. Um, And then the field portion was fine. Um, Her cooperation wasn't so hot. Um, And then the water work was great. She swam after both bumpers perfectly. Um, and then the pheasant track went really well. Callie is, her nose is just, she's, you know, she's on it. I, I think I looked at Mike, um, this, you know, he was my handling judge that day and, you know, I put her on the track and if you don't put a dog on the track properly, I feel like you kind of just screwed him up. Like, you know, yeah. you can't, it's, it's really yeah. on you. And I've put Callie on many rabbit tracks, not very well. And so yeah. I was always told, you know, if they're not on that track, you bring them back. Don't let go of them. And know. so yeah. um, I put her on the track and yeah, and she was fine. Um, and, you know, after about five, five, six seconds, you know, uh, Mike looks at the other judges and he's like, all right, have y'all seen enough? And they're like, yeah, we're good. And I was thinking to myself, oh gosh, she's not done. Like she You're probably freaking out. <laughs> so, I I am because I was like, you're done. Like what? I was like, um, you know, and it, it may have been longer than six seconds, but in my head it was like, it felt like three seconds, literally. Um, so, you know, she tracked the pheasant and so they're like, leash your dog. And I was always told, you know, I know Callie's cooperation is not that great, especially when there's game. So I'm just going to go into the woods and I'm going to leash her up. Well, homegirl was still tracking. And by the time I got to her in the woods, she had the pheasant in her mouth. And um, if anybody <laughs> knows me, um, I <laughs> I, um, I really don't do game very well. Like I'm still learning. I have gloves. I'm here for it. And I just, I think the funniest thing that happened that day was I turned to all the judges, you know, probably what, 20 yards away. And I said, I don't know if you were there, Kylie, but I said, can I just leave the pheasant here? (laughs) And they all turned around and they were like, no, you can't leave the pheasant in the middle of of the tracks. I mean, I was going to screw up all the tracks. And at the time (laughs) I had no idea. Like I was so naive. So I'm like, oh my God, what do I do with this? Like it, Callie is, she is throwing a party. Like, and I'm like, I I don't, I have her, I have her leashed up, but I don't think she's going to actually hold it. And so she eventually, eventually I got it from her and it is squealing and squirming and I make it halfway through the field and Blake comes to rescue me and, um, <laughs> and takes the pheasant from me and, and so that was our first pheasant um, experience. So, um, so yeah, so she tracked the pheasant well. She's always gotten fours in tracking. So, um, so, and we ended up coming away with the prize to 105 that day. And it was a really, it was a good day. I was very happy. Um, she performed very well. And that was a very good picture of Callie. So that's, that's that was awesome. our first test. It was in October. I- I can't, I remember you talking about the track after and about having to grab the pheasant from her and that she had it in her mouth when you got there, but I didn't realize that you had said that. So that's pretty funny to see like that. And now you've done, so you were able to do that test. 
and then you ran her in the VJP, which is which we're going to talk about here in a second. And then you you've done another NAVDA natural ability test. So let's let's kind of tell everybody a <laughs> yeah. little bit about the um, the DD world and what you had to do for that test. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty familiar with the NAVDA world just because my husband was in it. Um, the, the VDD GNA world, I'm not familiar with whatsoever. So <laughs> luckily I had the guidance of, um, uh, Blake and Stacey horse. They have literally like, okay, we're going to do this portion of the test today or this portion of the test, you know, next week. And so they guided me through the whole thing. And, um, it was a really good day. She, um, you know, they have three portions of their test. They have a rabbit, um, a rabbit tracking portion, which is like real rabbits in a rabbit pen. Um, they have a field work portion and then they do pointing and then they do, um, just like a search, like a, like a little search in the woods with nothing, nothing out, um, out there. So we ran, um, yeah. So I ran, um, we, we, she did great. Um, we ended up coming away with a 68, um, which we did qualify for the arm brewster. So, um, that, um, we are, we're not going, um, but, um, we, yeah, so she, um, it was a good day overall. It was, um, a very different world, um, for sure. Um, but we're ready and we're going to come back and do the HCP, um, in October. So I'm super excited about let me, that. Let me back you up real quick. So for everybody that doesn't know that listens and, and maybe doesn't have a, so in the testing world, so you have the DKs and the German system there, and there's two clubs mostly, well, there's more than two in North America, but NADKC, and then there's um, DKGNA where you do, um, it's a derby. So it's similar to the DD world, but a little bit different. So when you said that, I was like, oh, there's three parts to their test. Okay. So kind of explain. So what your point value is, where, what's the lowest they can get? What's the highest they can get? And what does the arm brewster mean? What, what does that entail for a dog? So our listeners understand, because they, a lot of people may not know what that is. Yeah. Let me, I'm going to pull up a, a, a testing, a, a, a oh, form here um, and get my, I'm going to get, yeah, I'm going to get my book. Um, because like I said, I am not <laughs> at all that familiar with it. Um, I'm still, sure. I'm still learning and it, it's, it's all, um, and, it's different. You know, it's a different world. Than- okay. Yeah. It, it, it for sure is. So let's see, I'm going to pull this up. Right and now. I know so, for, um, for the DK. So we do the Derby. Um, we do the, so when they do the field portion, they do their, they do their search, they, they score that and, and other things. But the big thing is the search. They're really pretty, they're looking for a good search from a puppy. So depending on when they're born, and I I don't know without looking at a book to tell exactly the dates, but certain puppies, when they're born, they have to do the Derby or the VJP. So when they're born, they have from this yeah. month to this month, and then they must test that following spring. They're always in the spring. Um, the, but the big difference is for you guys, you, you're having to do that rabbit track or rabbit um, encounter in a rabbit pen. 
for us, we don't have to do that. Yeah. Um, so that's a big difference between the two. Yeah. So there's, there's five different attributes that they um, judge on. They judge on tracking, nose, search, pointing, and cooperation. And, okay. um, and it's on a, it's on a rating scale from one to 11. Um, and the, um, you can get a 12, I think in some areas, if, if, you know, it's very extreme conditions, um, sure. I'm not quite too sure on that, but I do know that you can get that. Um, and then the right. tracking and the nose, yeah, the tracking and nose are multiplied by two. So, um, she scored a nine in tracking. Um, I thought she had a phenomenal she, she got on two rabbit tracks um, and, you know, so you're in a rabbit pen. It's a couple, couple acres and you've got rabbit beaters, which bless them. Um, and they come and they literally just beat the rabbits and then they yell rabbit. And, you know, usually there's two dogs in there, maybe three dogs in there and whichever one's closest kind of goes and they say, you know, here's the hot spot. Here's where the rabbit was. And they point you in the direction of where the rabbit went. And that, and then the judges watch. Um, so, yeah. And that portion of the test for us, I think, was about four hours long. Um, so, wow. it, Callie was, yeah, Callie was, um, and they'll call the dogs in there, you know, at first, I think it's in the right order, you know, dog one, dog two. And then they'll determine the other, they can do whatever they want with the order. So, um but yeah, we were in the rabbit pen for, I would say, a solid, solid two hours, maybe, um, at least, you know, going back and forth after our first sure. track, sure. um, you know, she turned and pointed a rabbit at one point and I'm like, you know, as I'm trying to get to the beaters. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, it's, that is, I think that was what I was most anxious about was just not her tracking ability, but like the whole process of her, you know, she's got to have cooperation. She's got to sit and wait on a lead in a pen where rabbits could be running in front of her. Um, so yeah, for people to know, like, I'm going to stop you real quick, but, um, I don't know in the puppy tests and stuff in the VJP, I know when their dogs are older and they go to HZP and Psalms and AZP and stuff, the judges are watching those dogs the whole entire test. It's not like, oh, okay, you do this event and yeah, you're done. No, they're watching them the whole entire time. Like, and uh, like, oh, that dog's right. loud in a crate. Nope. Nope. That's not a dog that I would want. So yeah. the Germans are really strict on that stuff. I don't know necessarily in the puppy stuff, but they're evaluating them all day. So that's pretty cool. I'm sorry to interrupt, but keep going. Yeah. No, you're fine. She, I don't think she ever got put back in her kennel for that that full five hours. I mean, she, yeah. So, um, which is good. She, I did so much work with her prior to. Um, and so I was, that was what I was most anxious about. And I was glad I was getting that done with. Um, and so, and it's just, you know, it, you can't, you can't find rabbit. Like if you can't find rabbits, then, you know, you got to keep beating until you do. And so it's, it's nobody's fault, but that's just how, that's just how it is. You know, it's like hunting. You don't shoot, you, you don't always shoot something, you know? So, yeah. um, but then they do, they do nose search pointing and cooperation. And, um, I believe that nose and co uh, and cooperation are 
relatively throughout the whole day. Sure. Um, the search was just a little small, little small portion. There's no birds out. And um, basically, I walked through woods with the judges and um, and she's whistle. She's whistle trained. They basically want you to not say much and just let her watch go. her searching ability. And she, <laughs> yeah, she did that. She did that well. She got um, she got a 10 in search. And then um, her pointing was great. Um, you know, we kind of brought her up on two birds. I kind of relatively knew where the birds were and how the wind works and things like that. Um, so brought her in, she pointed both, um, you know, and then I leashed her and, um, and that was it. They do check, um, their teeth, their coat and, um, and all of that. I think ours was towards the end of the test. I don't know if that's, um, standard, you know, like they do before at all the tests, but, um, ours was at the end and, so we ended up getting um, a nine in tracking and then a 10 and everything else um, for a, a score of 68. So, um, so yeah, it was a good, it was a good day and a good experience. And, um, and I just, I learned through that, that rabbit pins are just not my thing. So <laughs> it sounds interesting. I can't imagine. I know if I did that with Falco, he'd be in there just shaking and just like, let me go, let me go. Like, Oh, trying yeah. to keep trying to keep those dogs calm during that because they know what's going on. I I can only imagine. I'm sure it it took a lot of practice for you and and Callie to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We went through. I think we did two rabbit pins and um and but prior to and um so it was good. But you know, I just it's just it was yeah. It was, it was, a. I, I just don't want to go back into a rabbit pen again. So. <laughs> I hear you. So you did, you were able to do that and then you were able to test her again in natural ability. So tell us a little bit about that day. Cause that was an interesting day for you. And I know frustrating because I've been there. I've done that a couple of times. And when you know yeah. that you can do something and they don't do it that day. Oh, it's frustrating. It is. Yeah. So I, one, I was very happy with her score in October. I was not testing her again because I was unsatisfied with the score. I was testing her to become a better, better handler. And, um, I think that experience, that's what experience does. Um, and so I, um, so I said, you know, I'm going to do the test. And I don't really care what she gets. Like I'm throwing the score out the door before <laughs> I even, you know, I know she's capable. I know she's capable of it all. Um, and so I just have to focus on that day. Um, and I didn't even really do any training for that. I didn't, I want to say maybe I put her on a few pigeons cause she hadn't been on birds in a while because after her test, um, after her natural ability test, she began force fetch. So I force fetched her through, um, and she was, now that I think about it, her test, her actually, her HDP test was in, was in March. So I have that, I had that wrong. Anyway, she was force fetched after her NA test and okay. was, was done by her, her V, her VJP test. And, and then also this test. So, um, I, you know, and her cooperation was a hundred percent there. Um, 
you know, I think the the good feedback that I got from her first NA test was um, Callie is not hunting for you. She's hunting for herself. And I'm like, okay, I can see that. She is. She is definitely doing that. So um, I knew that I had that and, and I was good, you know, like I felt good about it. I'm going to go. I want to listen to these judges. Two of the judges were invitational judges that came down. And so um, I really wanted some good, honest feedback. And I definitely got that um, because <laughs> I, um, you know, we started in the field and Callie's whistle. <laughs> She's whistle trained. And um, I think that all three of the judges and then um, and Scott was there apprenticing that I think they all wanted to take my whistle away within the first probably 30 seconds. Um, I think I got a polite um, for my handling judge, which um, I learned a lot that day from Miss um, Angie Conan, but um, you know, I got the polite, let's just walk, you know, like, let's just, just don't, she's fine. She's doing her job. Like, let's just walk. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm like, oh, you know, and then, you know, you get Mike Nadusky, which I have a relationship with, um, you know, Suzanne, you know, put the whistle away. And I'm like, okay. Yep. All right. And, um, (laughs) and so the search portion was great. And, um, and I, I, I thoroughly, um, believe that NAVDA, the judges take time to, to give good constructive criticism because they want everybody to succeed. And I wholeheartedly believe that with every, every judge set that I've come across, whether that be my husband with the utility test he's done his NA test or Callie's two NA tests. Um, and so they did spend some time with me towards the end of her search portion and, um, and gave me some good constructive criticism. Um, you know, let her hunt. She does, she knows what she's supposed to do and she does it well. Um, let her hunt. And so, um, she got a little more bold in the field that day and she actually caught a bird um, and that I think is the first bird she had in her mouth, probably since she was a real little baby, just because we were going through force fetch and, um, and she didn't, she had this hunting season. She had a little bit, but not much. They were woodcock. And I think maybe Gus, she was out with my husband. So maybe sure. Gus retrieved those. Um, but, but yeah, so she, so she was amped up. Let me tell you, I mean, she still listened, but she caught a bird. And the reason I'm saying this is because it's, it's, it goes later on in the story. Um, So (laughs) then it came to the swimming portion of the test. And um, Callie has been swimming since she was like 14 weeks old and, um, and swims every day. We take her down to the the river and um, the, at the, the property that we were at, they, there, the search field is right near the water. There's like a road that separates them. And we were all kind of lined up waiting. And, um, Callie is just staring into the field. Like, let me go. I want to go. Cause I caught a bird. Like, let me go. And she was not, she just, she just wanted to go search. And so I got her down to the water and I was like, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> and so I threw I threw the first bumper nothing she just was like no I want to go I want to go search mom and um I threw the second bumper I threw the third bumper I threw all the bumpers that I had 
and there was uh there was no uh, Callie was not going and now granted Callie's force fetched and Suzanne be- being a um very um novice um handler I'm like I, I do I tell her to fetch and you know and Mike Nadusky knew that she was force fetched um and you know he's like well why don't you just tell her to fetch you know and I was like oh okay and so I say you know fetch and I of course didn't mean it like it's usually like now when I tell her to when I tell her to fetch like I mean it and um and you know of course the the two trainers that I've been working with Blake and Stacy Horse they're like standing behind behind me and I know that they are both like turning over right now like we were oh all my god sitting she's up not on swimming. the hill she's yes yes out. me and me and Blake were sitting next to each other and right. Stacy was up on the hill and we were all like WTF what is going on right now cuz we couldn't yeah. hear anything we could yeah. just see and i'm like oh my god <laughs> so we were watching yeah. and, I, and just oh it was it was heartbreaking it to see because you know <laughs> she can do it but like i've been in those shoes where you're just like dog you know how to swim you've been swimming like you said since you were 14 weeks old like get your butt in there but yeah. she like you said she was so focused well, on the field and the birds she wanted to go birds. yeah and it and it all goes back to cooperation. And Cal- I mean, that is Callie's biggest, like, like obstacle right now is, yep. and just always, she is so, she's just so stubborn. And, yep. um, and so she wanted, she didn't want to do what I wanted her to do. She wanted to do what she wanted to do. So, I mean, so she didn't swim. So we had to use the bird. So, you know, I was that handler that had to bring her dog back um and use the bird so that was good she swam and she did good and I mean I threw the score out way before um the test even even happened you know I really did it for myself and so um so next was the tracking and um she she's really strong in this in this um you know, in her, in her tracking and, you know, they put the pheasant out. Um, I didn't, for some weird reason, I just didn't think she was on the track. So I brought her back even before I let her go, brought her back and she tracked and what do you know, she comes out of the woods with the pheasant in her mouth. Um, and familiar. <laughs> this time I was fully, yeah, I was fully prepared this time. I had my gloves and, um, well, I say that, um, and I, um, I, I got the pheasant, you know, I was like, good girl, you did it, you know, we're not being judged anymore, and, um, literally the pheasant, did it leap from my, I think it, yes, it leaps from my hands, and I'm like, what am I gonna do, like, I can't, like Cal, Callie's trying, it was just a cluster and they had already moved on. The judges have already moved down the hill to the, and so they sent back a sweet apprentice. Um, and he picked the bird up and put it in my vest and my vest I didn't know that. never had a bird in it before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, um, and so he picked up the pheasant and the pheasant is like pecking at my back as I'm walking through the field. And I'm like, Oh my, I mean, it's still alive. I've never had a pheasant in my nice 
new filth and vest. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this, but I just have to keep going. And um, luckily the present came in, came in good use when um, one of my, um, one of my fellow dog friends, um, you know, she was out there doing the NA test with her dog and her dog is, um, she just, um, Miss Cleo just doesn't, she just doesn't really like to come back sometimes. So luckily we, I saw Cleo come up over the hill after her track and, um, and you know, me and Stacy were out there and we, I was like, I have a pheasant, I have a pheasant. So we pulled the pheasant out and we were able to get uh, Cleo's attention and, and, uh, get Cleo back to, um, to her mom. But yeah, so it was, um, it was good. The pheasant we were able to, to use again. And, um, and so she ended up getting a, oh my gosh, I don't even know this. I think it was a 100 prize three, um, for her second test. Yeah. I can't even, oh, I can't even remember. I'll have to pull out her binder, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, it was a really good day. I, I had lots of good constructive criticism, um, and that's really what I wanted. And, and so I was super proud of her and me and, um, and yeah, I think that's oh, I, all that we can ask for. <laughs> I think the biggest thing though, like you were talking about, and so listeners know that, you know, it's okay. It's okay to fail. You didn't fail. Obviously you still prized, but it's okay to be able to do it again. And it's only going to make you a better handler. If you, if you have, let's say another dog or you get to the more advanced levels of testing, cause you've done these things and you kind of know, okay, what to expect. Obviously the German system is way different. And I think a little bit more intimidating just with the way they do it, but it's also in a good way better. And I don't know if they did this with a puppy test, but when you get into the higher levels of testing, they do what they call open judging. So you're out there. And let's say you're doing an event, let's say, so your next stuff that you're going to be doing is a very, very challenging test. So HDP, um, and a lot of it is honestly, it's retrieving a lot of retrieving tests. And the Psalms is the same for the DKs. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very similar. And mm-hmm. if they do the open judging, you kind of already know where you stand. So let's say you're going to do the field portion. Um, after that, they do all the dogs, every dog goes, and then they talk about it. And each dog, they get a score. And then you go to the next event and then they're, they're talking right. about it. And, and so you kind of know where you're at, which I really like. I don't know if NAVDA ever will get to that level just because it's different, but you, you kind of know right. where you stand and where you're needing to go. So, you know, those are kind of my words of wisdom when yeah, you get we did that. to do the HCP. Yeah, <laughs> we did. We, we had open judging for the rabbit tracking portion okay. of the test. Um, and that was nice. That was nice to know that was like, that's multiplied by two. And, um, and so that was really nice to know going into, going into the the next next portions of the test. But yeah, but you know, I will say like, I, I learned, you know, her second NA test, I thought that you had unlimited amount of bumpers. I just thought like (laughs) whatever was in the bucket you got. And so for me, I was not intentional with my bumper throwing. I was just throwing them out there. And, and so, um, and so they had put like sticks out there and I didn't realize that, well, the more you throw your score may go down a little more because that's the dog is, it's not willing to go. Um, and so I didn't realize that. And I had a good long conversation with the judges about, 
oh, I had no idea. Like, I thought you got that whole bucket of bumpers because I've been at other tests, other NA tests where they have 10 bump, 15 bumpers out. And so there's not a standard for that. And, um, and so I had a good conversation with him about that and, um, and, um, which was good. And, and so, um, but yeah, it was a really good day. It was a really good. Day. No, and you learned, like you said, you learned something from the first test to the second test. What could you have done different? And, you know, Callie wasn't paying attention to the bumpers you were throwing out, but you kept throwing them out, but you didn't know. So you learned and you grow nope. from that. And once you start doing the more advanced stuff and, and, and testing, it, it's going to be valuable asset that you've been able to do the, the test, no matter the outcome of, of your dog. So that's important because people get so hung up. And I've said this on multiple podcasts with a bunch of ladies that I've talked to. And it's like, it doesn't, of course, everybody wants to do the best that they can with their dog and they want that prize. And, but sometimes it just, I think we have to take a step back and be like, Hey, okay, what did I learn? What did my dog do well? Cause these dogs are crazy. I mean, the things that they can do, especially once you get to utility and HEP, which mm-hmm. you're going to be doing in the fall and stuff. Like when you talk to most people that maybe have a hunting dog or don't even have a hunting dog, they're like, your dog can do what? Like, it's pretty eye opening. And I think we just have to take a step back and be like, and remember, hey, you know what? I have an amazing dog. We just got to figure this out. And you learn something. That's the biggest thing. You learn how to work with her. And it's only going to progress from there and get better. So that's really, honestly, a really good story, Suzanne. But I wanted you to talk a little bit about us because to us because you mentioned earlier that, you know, you got this dog and you wanted a trainer, but you didn't really have your first priority was, okay, I want this dog and I want her to be great with my students and I want her to be cuddly and inside and be a good house dog. The afterthought was the hunting portion. So I want you to tell us a little bit, did you have any family members growing up that hunted? Were you around it when you were a child and what kind of introduced you and kind of sparked you to be like, Hey, you know what? I have a hunting dog. I want to hunt. Well, the, my, I grew up, I did not grow up hunting. Um, I am, if anybody knows me and they see me when I show up at training day, um, (laughs) I've got a pink bird bag. Um, I have a pink collar for my dog. Um, a dog may have more jackets than I do. Um, I, I am wanting to be on the ground playing with all the dogs. I'm just not, that's never sounded appealing to me. Walking in the woods, upland hunting. Absolutely not being cold in a deer stand. No, thank you. Um, being cold in a duck blind. No, thank you. Um, and so it's just never been appealing to me. Like, I'm like, I'm going to get a pedicure massage kind of Saturday girl. And, um, and so, um, when I think what, what I, and I'm going to talk about our, my 20, uh, 2021, 2022 goals. Um, but I think that, um, I just really, really, really like to watch my dog work. Like I, it brings me so much joy 
when she is working. And she hasn't been on birds in a while just because we're doing a lot of steadiness and um, blind retrieves and things like that right now. But I just love to watch her work. And even just her and Gus together, um, they work well together. Um, Callie is very alpha, very, very, very alpha. Um, and Gus is, um, very laid back and just goes with the flow. And, um, and they just, they work so well together. And my husband and I, we have a cabin up, up our, my family has a cabin up in, um, the Virginia mountains near West Virginia. And so we took them up there this year and we did some hunting and just watching them in the woods. Like it is, it is, it's just my favorite thing to do. If I could walk with a camera, I would. Um, but I think after, so we really started, she had a lot of obedience training last summer. She was still a puppy. So we were introducing her to all the birds, but her, all of her like force fetch and all of that really started in October. Um, and I've been training her ever since. So I've been taking her out. She gets trained everything, every single day, um, whether it's cooperation or it's blind retrieves, or if it was force fetch at the time. Um, she got some sort of training every day and, um, she will get some sort of training throughout the whole summer. Um, there is some breaks in there. She had a month long break due to, um, she, uh, she, um, cut some arteries in her foot. So we did have a month long break. Um, but I just am, I really want, I'm really wanting to get into hunting because I want all of our hard work that we've done. Um, I kind of just want to see it. Like, I don't even want to necessarily shoot a bird. Um, but I just want, she deserves it. And so, um, so yeah, so we ended up booking a, um, she has her heard test going, on Friday. You yes. are going to Maine where I'm from. And I saw that on Instagram <laughs> and I was like, I got to talk to her about this. Yeah. <laughs> Find out where they're going. <laughs> yeah. So we, um, I told my husband, I wanted to celebrate. I wanted to celebrate whether she doesn't do so hot at her HGP test or she does do great. It doesn't yep. matter to me. Who cares? I yep. just want her. Yeah. I, I just want to celebrate and, um, and you know, we're going to, we're going to do some grouse hunting. We've got a really cool guide that has short hairs. Um, he's not going to bring them obviously when he, when he guides with us, but we just, um, we're staying at a lodge and, um, and we're going to do some grouse hunting for about five days. And, um, I'm excited. We're we leave the Saturday morning after the test. So, um, and where, you know, where, we're just going to go um, have some fun. Where are you guys going? So we, we are also going this year up Let's there. See. And if it's anything like last year's grouse season up there, I mean, it was phenomenal. My, my mom and her boyfriend, they have a, a camp up in Millinocket and they were sending me pictures because they have one of our short hairs and they were sending me pictures weekly of their tailgate. And I'm just like, Oh, I hate you guys. Like just limit every single weekend. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. So, so far this spring and summer have been good. So I'm sure it's going to be a pretty great year, but where are you guys going? And, um, tell, tell us a little bit about that. We're going, yeah, we're going, it's the lodge is near, um, Great Moose Lake. 
Okay. So it's yep. it's actually kind of near Harmony. Okay. Um, sort of, I think, so in the middle I, but of But I don't know. State, I think. Yeah. Yep. Maine, yep. Maine is so big it's, that... It's off 95. Okay. Okay. It's, it is, like, pretty smack dab middle. Um, actually... I'm sorry. We're going to be more north, uh, north, northeast, like, probably, or northwest. northwest kind. Maybe. No, I think, yeah, we're doing, yeah, we're going to be west of 95. Okay. Um, and we're going to be, we're actually on Moosehead Lake. I'm Moosehead. sorry. Oh, so that's yes. near, yes. Yep. That's a very, yeah, we not got famous, recommended. It's, it's a good place. And, yeah. It's beautiful there that time of well, year. It, so, well, I'm excited. I, you know, and I told my husband I wanted to go somewhere. You know, um, he's like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah, like I want to. I just, um, we're gonna be training up until you know Callie's test, and then after her test, we're we're gonna do, um, we're gonna do Maine for a week, and we've got a guide, and and it'll be great, and. And then we're also going to do, um, my husband goes to North Dakota for their duck opener every year with his college buddies. So he'll do that with Gus. Um, unfortunately, Callie will settle that's right at, you know, a week or two before her test. So, um, she will not be partaking in that. Um, Gus will go with him and then, um, we're going to go back to North Dakota and South Dakota in, um, December, January. So, um, just because with our work schedule, with my work schedule, that's just how it, oh, how it happens. So we're going to spend about three weeks. Um, yeah. So doing that. So, um, but yeah, no, I think, I mean, I'm super excited. I've never upland hunted before. Um, I've always been, you know, I've been with my husband duck hunting a couple of times. Um, I've been out to y'all's property for the, um, for the all women's duck hunt. Um, and, uh, I love to dove hunt. Um, it's because it's it's you can be loud um you can sit <laughs> on a bucket I mean it's, it's, it's for me talk. I feel like it's, it's easy yeah and I because I am not you you try to sit in a duck blind with me yeah right um I'm not a cam I'm not a camo wearing kind of person um you won't probably ever catch me wearing camo unless I have to um, AKA I wore all my husband's camo when we went duck hunting. Um, but I'm working on, I'm working on my wardrobe for, um, for, uh, Maine. Um, cause I just, I don't, I mean, I just have a few pairs of pants that I wore for her tests and, um, and some, you know, some shirts, but, and a vest I did, I did purchase a vest. So I'm, I've just got some new, um, some new hiking boots that I'm, not a fan of because they're not, you know, they do have a little bit of pink on them, but, um, you know, they're just not feminine, but they're going to keep me safe and, um, they're going to. Yep. Anybody listening to this podcast, I'm telling you, like me and Stacy have talked about this for years and one of these days we just need to pull the trigger, but I've reached out to so many companies and though Proas and all these other companies. And I'm like, there's gotta be somebody that makes women's clothing for Upland and that's not bagging off of you or too tight, or it actually fits you. And I mean, I've reached out to a bunch Mm -hmm. of other companies too. And I'm just like, okay, you know, we just got to pull the trigger and 
just get all us ladies together and be like, you know what, we're going to create our own line of clothing and it's going to be what we want. And, um, yeah, it's, it's frustrating to say well, the and least. I think too, for our, it's hard for our climate as well. Cause one day it in is. North Carolina, it can be 90 degrees. And then the other day, you know, it can be, it can be like, you know, 30 degrees on a test day. And so Cold. even, even not testing, like, it's just like the the humidity. And then it's totally different when you go to North Dakota. Like my, my husband has a box of clothes that he only takes in North Dakota and yep. he doesn't wear them here. And yep. so, um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's just, I've, I've had some luck with Orvis. Um, I have a few things from Proas that my husband got me. Um, but, but yeah, so I'm just still working on, um, getting my wardrobe together for, for, um, for, <laughs> main, um, your main, for us to go to Maine. So, sure. yeah. So, um, but yeah, we're super excited. I think, I think one of my main goals, um, is to, I just want to see out the whole process. I want Callie to point a bird. I want to be able to go flush it. Um, she doesn't even have to be steady at that point. And I want to shoot it and I want to kill it and I want her to bring it back to me. And that's, that's my goal. That's awesome. So if that happens once in um, that's, uh, that's, that's um, a win. That's in your what book. I, that's what I'm looking <laughs> for. Yeah, it is. And, and, and I, I'm not expecting her to be, you know, steady. I'm not expecting her to bring back it, bring back the bird and present it in front of me. Um, I just, I think at that point I'll just lay down the woods and say, I'm all done. That's awesome. So um, we just recently got me a shotgun. So um, uh, I'm super excited about that. I I actually, and Kylie will laugh at this too. Every woman in our chapter will laugh at this. Um, we had a uh, clay shoot for our, um, our NAVDA chapter at the beginning of May for um, a fundraiser. And we've never really had a big women, like, presence of women but this year we had like I think 16 women and it was awesome but I um I ended up winning and it just makes me laugh because I know Suzanne does um I don't know how because I I got I got that new shotgun a month before and I'd shot it you know four or five times at Bobby's and you know Stacy and uh Blake uh you know, had us all come out there and, um, you know, Blake was giving us those pointers. And, um, and so that was really helpful for me. And then I just, I don't know what it was, you know, like I just, I guess I showed up and, um, you know, but it was, <laughs> it was you a good day. So I'm hoping that what my, happened. I'm hoping, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm hoping that my shots stay steady through. It's funny because, um, they wanted me to shoot the Chinese trap after. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm staying on top here. I am. I'm good with what I shot. Um, so, um, but I'm hoping that, that, it, that carries over um, into the woods a little bit. And usually my husband is very patient and he will sit back and wait and let me shoot first and then he'll clean them up. Um, that's usually how we talk duck hunt. So, uh, so hopefully um, this year we'll, um, this year I'll, I'll get, I'll get one and I'll be able to see Callie through the whole, the whole process. So no, I think, I'm super excited I think that's about it. Important, like for people to remember, like why we bought these dogs, first of all. Okay. We may not have hunted before. I had been around hunting my whole 
life with with my dad an avid deer and duck hunter not with ever a dog but he had a lab but she she didn't go hunting with us but when I was younger I'm like this is gross I don't want to be any part of it but as I got older and when I got my dog and I think the theme of all the ladies that I've interviewed up to this point pretty much the dog is what enticed them and got them hooked and was like you know what I have a versatile dog I have a bird dog whatever you want to call it and that's what sold me and they've got their own gun they've got all their kennels they've got their vehicles suited they've got their clothes they've got all these things and now like you said you're planning a hunting trip um to a really great state that's I hope you're very successful in and um, it's just like a theme that I've seen after interviewing all of you. And it's, it's so rewarding and it's really awesome that these dogs have brought us into this world. And, you know, Nick talks about this, um, during the opener of this podcast and it's like the fastest demographic growing in the hunting world and community. And it truly is. And the, the greatest thing that I think about doing this podcast is, is that all these dogs, whether it's, you know, a DD, a German Wirehair, a Vishla, uh, a Weimariner, whatever breed of dog that you have, a short-haired, um, has brought you guys into this world. And I just think from where you came from to where you are now, like coming out and doing, like you said, the girls hunt, it's just so rewarding. And it's all because a dog brought you here. And I think that's the mm-hmm. coolest thing. And um, so I kind of want to wrap this up and what I want you to tell a little bit about, which you kind of already talked about your goals for the year. So, you know, you're going to Maine and your, your plan is to hunt with Callie and be able to shoot that bird and, and get that retrieve. But tell us a couple or just one, if you have it, like a tip for beginners, like, you know, you've been there, you've done that type of thing. And what at words of wisdom, advice, whatever you want to call it can you give to our newbies that are out there that are maybe haven't even got their first dog yet or thinking about getting their first dog or have a puppy? What, what kind of things do you have for that? Yeah. Um, I think one, uh, a couple of pieces of um, advice is that I, it's really easy for me to get out and make friends. I will talk to a wall Um, so for me to get out and come to NAVDA with my puppy, of course, everybody wants to see the puppy, right? Um, so that's easy. Um, but even if you don't have a puppy and you have a one-year-old dog or two-year-old dog, it can be hard to get out there and you're, you're, you know, people are questioning, what are you training for? And some NAVDA chapters are very inviting and others are not, but I think just going, and um, even just observing or watching or asking how you can help um, is one of my big pieces of advice. I think you just got to you got to get out there um, and then also finding a trainer that is going to work with you um, or what your goals are. Um, what was my biggest, you know, I think I wouldn't do any of this if it weren't. Um, uh, for Blake and Stacy, they, you know, they have guided me through the process. And so, um, I have not, I've, I've called them multiple times crying cause I'm all done. I don't want to do it anymore. Um, but you know, just finding somebody that's on your team, whether that's your husband, your NAVDA chapter, um, they've done, they've done that for me as well. Um, 
And so, and then I think something else I get caught up with is comparing my dog to other people's dogs. Well, that yep. dog is, is a prize one dog. <laughs> and so for me, um, I just, I have goals for Callie of what I want Callie to do, whether NAVDA tells me that she's a, a utility prize one dog or in a, 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 you know, prize two dog. It doesn't really matter as long as she does what I want her to do in the long run. Um, I'm happy with that. And so, um, so yeah, just, you know, I think, um, my last piece of advice, um, is that the training never stops. I thought it would. (laughs) And, um, it, it just doesn't, it just never stops. So, um, you know, and I feel like a good dog is a well-trained dog and, um, you know, people come over to our house every day and they're like, gosh, your dogs just sit and wait for you, tell them to get up. And it's a lot of work, but, um, but the training never stops. And so, um, you know, until it's hunting season and then we'll cross that bridge when we get there, but, (laughs) but yeah, so, um, but just get out there and do it. And, um, yeah. No, I think those are all, so literally every single woman, girls, ladies, however you want to say it, that I've interviewed up to this point, you know, it's still GDI wives is still in its infancy, but still all the people and ladies that I've talked to, I think we've all said the same things, which is awesome to hear. You know, the first thing that I always harp on is get involved. I've told people the invitational has been extended. It's this amount of days, get out there, get involved, watch it, see it, do it. Ask if you don't know and be a part, get involved. That's the only way you're going to learn. And, and you've done that by coming to the events, training days, even if it was just taking pictures or making food, you were there and being present. And you hit on another really important one about people comparing their dogs and all these dogs are put to a standard, whether it's the DK system, DD system, the NAVDA system, AKC, whatever testing and organization you're part of. And if you're not part of it, it's, it's to a standard. It's not Oh, my dog got a prize one, your got a prize two. It's it's to a standard of of task and, and things that the dogs need to do. So I think that was really good um piece of advice for people because I think people get hung up on that. And you hit another mm-hmm. point, keeping goals for your dog and what you want to accomplish, not what other people want you to do, it's what you want to do. And I think that was really, really important and and hopefully people will take a lot away from this and hearing these things as they start out. Like I said, if they don't have a puppy or getting a puppy and have these words of wisdom to kind of guide them and show them and having a good mentor to show them, whether it's a trainer, um, your friend, someone to help guide you and ask questions too. So I think that was really good. Um, we're going to kind of leave it at that. Yeah. But, um, is there any, any other words of wisdom that you may have? I think, I think that was the best words of wisdom that I've had so far. (laughs) Yeah, no, (laughs) I mean, um, that's what's helped me get through the whole process. I wouldn't be able to do it without people that, um, that have all faith in me and confidence in me to do, um, to train my dog and to run her through the tests. And, and so, um, just get out there and NAVDA, they want people to succeed and, um, and they They want to, they want to help. So, and you, yeah. the last so thing you kind of had said was out there and do it. to to do it and then 
you know, it never stops. You know, a lot of people come to us yeah. and they're like, I want to finish bird dog and the dog's seven months old. And it's like, okay, this could take years. You have to train every single years. day. Mm-hmm. It's putting time, whether it's five, 10 minutes, whatever the dog, you know, will allow, you'll be able to watch and see that in their body language. But it's so hard for me and Scott to tell people like, I can't put a time frame on this. I can't put a limit. Like every dog matures and does things at different times. So knowing that every day, and if you can't do it every day, that you're doing something with your dog, whether it's, you know, structured training or whatever, it's something. And you, you mentioned that. I don't think any of my other guests has. So I, I appreciate that. And, um, I just want to let you know, you know, thank you for coming on and sharing all this, your stories about Callie and Gus and getting ready to hunt. And I wish you good luck when you go to Maine this year and we'll be there up to, um, towards the end of October. And I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, I grew up there and have been hunting there, but, um, this is the first time that I'm going to get to take my dogs, um, and go hunting. You know, I grew up in it, but now I'm going to get to go and, um, I'm looking forward to it too. So thank you so much, Suzanne, for coming on and I hope you have a great night. Yeah, you too. Bye Kylie. See ya. Thank you for listening to GDIY. If you enjoy this podcast, please remember to take a moment to rate, review, and share with a friend. Also, be sure to follow us and our partners on Facebook and Instagram under Gundog It Yourself. If you really enjoy the podcast and would like to contribute even more to the future content, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Gundog It Yourself. Thanks again and happy hunting. Everyone seems to have the same questions or concerns when they start trying to decide which kennel to purchase for their vehicle. Perhaps it's time to stop asking all the questions and just design the perfect setup that meets your exact needs. B-Pro Kennel specializes in designing and fabricating custom premier dog boxes handcrafted right here in the USA from high-grade, lightweight aluminum. They'll get you set up with the size dimensions, lighting, storage, battery boxes with solar charging, and anything else you can dream of. Stop stressing over buying the wrong setup, just have to replace it again a year go ahead and check out bprokennels.com and get exactly what you want if you're considering changing your dog's food soon then be sure to check out yukanuba pro performance their science-backed formulas are designed to take your dog to the next level of performance they also now have the new puppy formula to help your pup start strong and live active when looking at all the different food options remember yukanuba to help power their ultimate performance Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bob from Lone Ducks Gun Dog Chronicles podcast. I hope you just enjoyed the episode you just listened to. And if you did, I think you'll enjoy hopping on ours. We've got professional retriever trainers and upland bird dog trainers from across the country and world sharing their tips and tricks and great stories to help you and your dog get ready for the season. We'll see you there.